chair staff is ready when you are. It's me to order. Uh, my name is Manny Leon. I'm chair of this committee. I just want to make a couple quick notes really quick that uh, this public meeting is currently being tele teleconferenced only to align with local and federal guidelines and social distancing recommendations. For the, for the containment of the coronavirus, uh, for staff, board members, and those logged onto the meeting, please remember to keep your microphones muted when you are not speaking. Board members should keep their video on at all times. Uh, we will be monitoring for the raise hand feature in the Zoom member comments. For members of the public that are tuning in, you are encouraged to submit your public comments using the e-comment on the online agenda page. Members of the public participating via Zoom, you, if you would like to speak on an agenda item, please raise your hand for the item to begin. Uh, if there's any questions, please put fill in the comment uh, on the comment chat uh, box and we'll move forward from there. Uh, with that being said, may we have a roll call looking at the agenda for a quorum. Thank you. Member Colville? Here. Member Holm will be absent. Vice Chair Bader? Vice Chair Bader? Oh, here? Can you Thank hear me? you. We can now. Chair Leone. Oh, okay. Sorry. Here, present. Thank you. You have a quorum. All right. Now we'll move on to the consent calendar. I will need a motion and a second for the consent calendar items one through four on the agenda. I'll make a motion to move the calendar. And I will second it. All right. Uh, uh, are there any comments from the public on this particular, on the consent calendar? I have no hands raised to make comment on this item. Perfect. Sounds good. All right. Uh, then we, we have a, a vote, a roll call vote on this uh, consent calendar. Thank you. Member Colville? Yes. Vice Chair Bader? Yes. And Chair Leone? Yes. The motion passes. All right. Now we're on to the discussion calendar. Item number five. Craig, you have the floor or video. All right. Thank you all. It's good to see everybody. I apologize, but this is probably going to be pretty brief. When you look at the numbers, they're really good. Um, you know, this, this is taking a look at results through the end of the second quarter. Um, you know, you look at that top chart, you see equity returns still off the chart. Um, you know, we're in mid to high double digits, um, you know, for the year to date period. We did see a, you know, fairly decent reversal um, in terms of what had been working in the fourth quarter and first quarter versus what worked in the second quarter. Uh, so growth, large cap growth especially came back into favor. Um, really everything else trailed that. Uh, large cap equity um, has really kind of been preeminent. Um, so, you know, we do see small cap and the like trailing that. We see developed non-US trailing and emerging markets trailing as well. Um, on the fixed income side, it's a much different story um, than we'd experienced over the last couple of quarters. Uh, it's predominantly, not predominantly, it's solely because rates came down. Um, you know, I've got a chart um, that I can flip to now. Um, this, this chart at the top right here takes a look at where that yellow line is where rates were at the end of the first quarter. This green line is where rates ended at the end of the second quarter. So really where you saw the biggest gains was on longer 
yielding bond or longer duration bonds. Um, we'll see that reflected in your results um, when we take a look at them. Um, July and August added two very, very good months to both you know, equity particularly, but to fixed income as well as rates have stayed largely flat. September has been a different story. It's been a lot bouncier. Um, you probably all saw on Monday that I believe the markets ended down about 700 points. Um, I think they've recovered most of that. Uh, probably the most interesting news out there from a market perspective right now is the Fed meeting yesterday where Chairman Powell said that they will probably be announcing in November uh, the end of their um, quantitative easing program and they're very likely going to begin tapering. They also said that it is likely that that will take until mid next year. So those were two things that the market uh, was really looking for. Um, it really uh, reacted kind of with a hiccup. Uh, not much, um, you know, not much of a surprise coming out. Uh, you know, one of the other interesting pieces from the meeting yesterday was the dot plot, um, and there are more Fed governors coming on board, uh, suggesting that slowing things down uh, might be on the horizon. Um, you know, that said, results of you know absolute results for investors have been very, very good. Um, certainly, we are still struggling with the coronavirus. Um, and what that means, but it is it has not slowed down markets. Um, unemployment has remained kind of just under that 6% range, but there does seem to be some um, underemployment. There's certain areas of the market uh, where labor, there, there's a labor shortage. Uh, they don't seem to be able to fill that. Um, it's really, you know, from our perspective, it's really probably just a matter of time before those jobs do get filled. Um, and we see those numbers start to trend down a little bit more. So, um, you know, probably a little bit more volatility throughout the remainder of the year, um, highlighted by whatever um, data points are out there, what the, you know, what the Fed might be saying. Um, but like I said, you know, very, very strong results, and we'll see those in just a second. So I'll stop there. Happy to take any questions on the market, though. Craig, you have... Craig, this... oh, sorry, go ahead, John. Oh, go ahead, Jason. I'm sorry. Craig, this is John. Uh... I'm just wondering... Um... What is what is the um, futures looking like for when we could see a potential raise of rates? Are we, are we looking into next year, second quarter of next year, or what is, what's the what's you the know, bet right now? You know, I'll say I came a little unprepared. I didn't actually look to see how that changed based on what the announcement was yesterday, um, but I do know it is looking sometime into next into next year. Okay. Sorry, Jason. That's good. Uh, Craig, do you guys have ongoing concerns about the um, ongoing regulation in China? In, in terms of in terms of in it affecting the markets, I mean, like long term, medium term. Um, not not specifically, um, especially as it relates to the U.S. Um, certainly, for some of our clients that have you know, significant amounts of non-U.S. exposure, being able to gain access to companies there is um, something that we are paying attention to. But, um, you know, I, th I think at the end of the day, it's hard to regulate everything. So, you know, we do think over time, a lot of that will shake out. Um, and we still think it's gonna be an investable area with good companies um, to be had, so. Thanks.
Okay. So what I wanted to take a look at uh, quickly was the allocation. So you can see, you know, let me blow this up a tiny bit. So you can see down at the bottom, assets increased uh, by about uh, $10 million over the course of the quarter to 13 and a half, uh, 313 and a half million dollars. Um, you know, things are mostly, uh, you're very, very close to target. You can see the over and under weightings. So really the biggest changes over the course of the quarter were the lessening of the fixed income underweight, um, as well as the drawdown on some of the operating cash. And now what everybody is really interested in is what do results look like. So you can see um, for the quarter added 5.4%. So you did finish your fiscal year with a 29.5% return, just slightly ahead of your policy index, just slightly ahead of the actuarial assumption. Uh, so truthfully, from an experience standpoint, it should be pretty good. Um, for you all. Um, I do know you've outperformed some of the larger pension plans out there. Um, you know, when I do look across the board, private markets have really been um, the, the name of the game for a lot of programs. And what you have seen is that they've not consistently added value over time when you're putting, you know, 15, 20, 25% um, into those investments. Um, you know, your program is domestic equity, fixed income, and your, your results have been very good. They've been very consistent and they've been very strong from both an absolute and a relative perspective over time. Um, and so I didn't have specific comments on the portfolios. I did want to point out quickly, you see the fixed income results, um, you know, ahead of the benchmarks, uh, the benchmark pretty significantly. You know, like I said, you do have a longer duration positioning, which has helped, especially as rates have gone down. Um, and it's been very, very beneficial over the last um, decade as well. So, you know, I think the summary is you should be very pleased with, um, with results. So the team's done a very good job. So I'm going to stop there, but certainly happy to answer any additional questions. I don't have any questions. John, no. Jason, any questions? No, I'm good. I'm nope, nothing here. Outstanding right. work by Stacy and Patrick, that's for sure. Yep. Perfect. Craig, anything else on this or is that, is that the conclusion of your presentation? That, that is the conclusion of my presentation. Well, thank you, sir. Um, the recommendation is uh, we need a motion uh, for this, uh, this item. I'll make, make the motion, motion on that, Manny, please. Okay, John will make uh, the motion. I'll second that. Second. All right. You're just a facilitator, wanna, man. Yeah, we just want, I know, clearly. It's <laughs> so active, such active participants today. <laughs> uh, okay, do we have, Madam Clerk, do we have any comments on this item from the public? I have no members of the public with their hands raised to make comments on this item. All right, sounds good. Then uh, with a motion and a second, we'll need a uh, roll call vote on this. Thank you, Member Colville. Yes. Member Holm is absent. Vice Chair Brader. Yes. Chair Leone. Yes. The motion passes. All right, now on to our next discussion item or discussion on the item on the discussion calendar, uh, which is Stacy. Hi guys. Hey, um, I've never shared my screen before, so I'm going to try. <laughs> and I'm actually going to be sharing um, 
Oh, well, this is not going to work. Hey, Craig, if you're still there, could you pull up your presentation for me and share that for me? Thank you very much. And I'll, I'll, I'll feed you the page numbers based on um, where I would like to go. Um, in the agenda, it references our internal report, but I'm going to refer back to Craig's because it's a little more detailed. So I just wanted to point out a couple things that Craig touched on. So Craig, if you wouldn't mind going to page 26, you might have actually just been there. So as Craig mentioned, um, over the course of the quarter, our significant underweight to fixed income did come in. And that was a result of us selling quite actively to raise funds for operating and then reallocating those around. So we actively, for the first time in a very long time, added money to the fixed income portfolio, also added money to the equity income portfolio by taking money from the large cap portfolio. The huge run-up that Craig alluded to really um, got us very close to being near our 5% underweight overweight, especially in the fixed income component. So we're looking at a snapshot of March 30th, but in the course of that quarter, that actually creeped up very close to five. So that's how you see that underweight coming in from 4% to just under 2%. So I just wanted to touch on that and explain um, how that came about. And then Craig, if you wouldn't mind page 28, where you just were. Um, on this page, I really wanted to point out the 10-year performance. I mean, I think 10 years is, is a very respectable length of time. And with our 10-year performance at 9.2%, I, I think that that obviously is just shows that the portfolio is doing what it's supposed to do um, and beating its actuarial assumptions pretty handily. Um, I have had some conversations with Bartell um, since we'll be expecting their report in the next month or so. And I have asked them to run a couple of different scenarios back to, based on actuarials. I think, um, Jason, you've, ex, um, you've reached out, I think, before about possibly looking at a lower actuarial assumption. As well. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so when we get our draft report, we should see different scenarios this time around. There is a very good chance that our funded um, status could be very close to, if not even above, 100%. So just to give it um, some comparison, I looked at CalPERS and they had a 21.3% return for their fiscal year and their funded status went from 71% to 82%. So a 10, 11% increase, if, if we were to see the same, we'd be right at uh, 100. And obviously our returns are 29 versus their 21. So I just wanted to put that out there that we will be able to have a discussion about that um, for any of the members that are interested in that going forward. Okay, next page 30, Craig. So Stacy, if we're 100% funded, yeah. my assumption would be that the actuary would tell us that the city contribution would be negligible at that point, instead of the three to 4 million that we're currently doing, right? Is that? Right, well, yes, obviously the city's, the city, the amount they would have to kick in would go down. Um, and it has come down quite significantly. I think it was just a couple of years ago, it was closer to seven. So we have seen that come down as our funded status has increased. So we'll just have to pay the normal I don't cost. know if it would go, I don't know if it would go all the way away. I don't, I don't know what that break even number is to where they would say that there would be zero coming in. Well, I think we'd still have so to pay the normal cost, I think. But, and that's, that's the whole um, criticism of the 10 year period prior to me joining when they, when there was the holiday of, they, of yes, by the yes, city, they didn't even contribute to the normal cost. I think all zero. Yeah. All zeros. Yeah. So, um, okay. So on this page, I wanted to look at the bottom half of this slide. And I just think that um, Craig and I talked about this earlier. Um, 
is this page 20. Okay, actually, you know, Craig, I'm gonna have you jump ahead to the 32. Thank you. So this is the 10 year, which I wanted to touch on again. Um, if you look on the left-hand side of that bottom box, the portfolio was worth $306 million in 2011. We paid out $249 million or had withdrawals of $249 million. And the portfolio at the end of the fiscal year is worth $313 million. So I just think that's a pretty phenomenal number when you think about that after 10 years, we're basically where we were and we've paid benefits for 10 years. I think that's a, a really striking number. Any questions on that so far? No, that's a great slide. And then uh, slide 70. What, what number was that, Stacey, that page? Oh, I'm sorry, that was page 20. 31. Thank you. 32. 32, uh, 30 on the printed part, but it's 32 of that. Yes. Thanks. Okay, so on page slide 70, um, Craig touched on duration. And as he mentioned, we are longer duration to the benchmark. So we did outperform. Um, I wanted to go back and look at June of 2020 and see how that had changed over time. And so back then the benchmark was a duration of 5.95 and a maturity of 8.14. So if you compare that to this slide, you can see that the benchmark actually extended out and we followed suit. Our portfolio in 2020 was 8.11 and maturity was 11.36. So we had a complete parallel shift with the benchmark over the past year. Um, and that being longer and long maturity really helped us to outperform on the fixed income portfolio. And then the last thing I just wanted to say was, um, I know John, you always ask, and I did mention CalPERS had a 21.3% return for the year. CalSTRS came in at 27.2%. Their funded status has not been updated for the end of the fiscal year, but they started June of 2020 at 67%. So we could probably expect them to be in the high 70s based on what's happened with CalPERS. So it will be interesting to see if CalSTRS also has about a 10% increase in funded status. And that's all I had if anyone has any questions. John, Jason, any questions? All right, well, I do not, great job. Excellent work. These are very good numbers. Thank you, Stacy. Um, so, We'll need a motion or a second. I'm only a facilitator. So John, you did the motion last time. So John, uh, Jason, you want to do the motion this time? Yes, I would love to make a motion to <laughs> accept the quarterly investment report. There you and go. And I will in tune, second it, please. Okay, Madam Clerk, do we have any comments from the public on this agenda item? I have no members with their hands raised to make comments on this item. All right, all right. Uh, then we'll need a roll call vote on this. Member Colville? Yes. Member Holm is absent, Vice Chair Bader? Yes. And Chair Leone? Yes. Motion passes. All right. I think that concludes the items on our calendar. Uh, any member comments or questions uh, for the committee? Doesn't look like there's any. The only comment I have is uh, John, Jason, Stacy, uh, Craig, you're going to have to start looking for people. I think next time, December's meeting is my last meeting if we have it, right? 
So, um, yeah, I think I turned out. So I know I can't believe it. And so, um, so hopefully, Stacy, you'll have the Christmas tree in the background again, like you did last year. And so, <laughs> but anyways, with that being said, uh, Madam Clerk, do we have any public comments uh, from on any items? I have no additional comments. All right, uh, then we'll need a motion to close out this meeting. I'll make it. This, may, may I make a motion to close out this meeting? You tackling it. Second You don't need a motion to adjourn. You can adjourn the. Oh, we don't. You have the authority <laughs> right, to well adjourn then, a meeting. Well, it's care. been a great short meeting, and so uh, we will see everybody the next time. Until then, be safe and have a good uh, couple holidays. Thank you. Bye. All right, Bye. Take care.